BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. For 25 years, Seth Lightman has seen it all. From the newest electric car revolution, solar power, bike lanes made in NYC. And now we are here. More electric cars, need for more renewables and eco-friendly products in our world. Well, now it's time for an all-out podcast for this time. You're listening to The Green Living Guy Show. He's funny, real, exactly on point. And some think his style is so raw, it's crazy. Let's do this, folks. It's time for The Green Living Guy show with Seth Lightman. Green Living Guy here. What's going on, everybody? Wow. It is a great day here in New Hampshire. Yes, I'm in New Hampshire. I'm not running for president. Slow down. I'm here because I'm at Merchant's Fleet and they're having an electrified all-out EV summit for all of their fleet-buying companies. So like when Chevy Silverado says, we're only doing fleets for the first year. Well, guess what they have here with Chevy Silverado for the fleets. So that's what's going on. But I am with, uh, and by the way, the people at Merchants Fleet are fantastic people and I heavily suggest them for your fleet needs. And yes, this is a sponsored podcast, so I can say that. But I'm here with Ted Legue, who is the director of ESG so environment, sustainability, and what's the G part? Governance. Governance. Environmental social governance. Environment, environment social governance um, for Merchant's Fleet. And he's helping heavily with the electrification and the charging and getting everything to be all ESG purdy for uh, their company. And from what I have seen and what you will see on my Instagram reels and my Facebook posts and video, you're going to see these people are absolutely no joke. But when does the Green Living Guy ever deal with people who are joke? Never. <laughs> so, Ted, thank you so much for, for being here. This is an absolute pleasure. Um, and tell me how Merchant's Fleet got involved, not in vehicles, I get that part, yeah. but when did they decide to, I guess, pull the trigger and go on this electric front that they're doing now, which is more, and, and, and it's appropriate for today, more innovative than anybody else I've seen in the business. So Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Well, excited to be here. Jazz, you're here as well. Um, so merchants really got into the EV space a number of years ago, so actually predating me. So I joined in late 2021, and previous to that, they already had their EV team going. So okay. we made a pretty tremendous commitment early on in the realm of fleet EV space. So I would... Don't literally quote me on this, but I would say probably in 2020, we, we jumped in heavily okay. in the EV space. All right. One of the big things we did with our EV team, especially with Hari, who's absolutely wonderful on our team, is made not just a small commitment, but a 
rather big commitments. Okay. Yeah, you won Texas. On yeah, this. we won Texas, on this. <laughs> which is like go big or go yeah, home, folks. I mean, they went big. I mean, if you would, when you guys see the photos here, they went big. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So we made uh, a big commitment with roughly forty thousand reservations, uh, which has increased over the years, and roughly two to two and a half billion dollars worth of reservations into the EV space. Um, two and a half billion folks with a B. Yeah. Not an M, but a B. With a B, with a B. Um, so tremendous, tremendous commitment from us. And it's it's really, as as you know, it's, it's the future of transportation and it needs yeah. to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's when we, we I'd say didn't even just jump to leapt into the space. Yeah. yeah. So you um, work and have worked with all of these truck companies, car companies throughout, I guess, the 20 plus years that Merchant's Fleet has been around. So the transition to saying, hey, now we want the electrics wasn't that far of a leap except being saying I'm going to do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, like contacting Dodge, I'm wearing a Ram hat folks, <laughs> but contacting Dodge and say, we want you to bring your Ram truck here. Or we want to work with you on that. Yeah. They were like, sure. No, it wasn't that like, yeah. I guess the question is, were the car companies receptive to your request of saying, we want to electrify our fleets? Yeah, that's, and thankfully there's a whole, army of people that deal with that here uh, within our operations team and EV team. So they can give you better guidance on that. My realm is really more within merchants and creating the strategy of doing well by doing good for okay. our planet, people and community. Um, but Steven on our team, Hari on our team, great resources I can give you. Okay. Very in-depth detail, I'm sure. For sure. All of that. So what else then in ESG are you doing besides the fleet? Yeah. So when I started in December of 2021 is when we put our formal ESG program into place. That being said, there was a lot of sustainability activities already occurring within the company. Okay. Uh, what we did or what I did with my team is really said, okay, what does ESG mean to us, uh, both internally and externally outside the company? And when I say ESG, to a broad audience, that doesn't click, right? No. So we should maybe take a step back and the, 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 the direct correlation and the direct definition of ESG is environmental, social, and governance, right? Okay. So I tell you that, or I tell the broader audience that, it's still probably like, okay, what the hell is that? <laughs> so, what the hell is that? So, <laughs> recognizing that, realizing that, and how it needs to speak to a broader audience to really be resilient over time is, we, we, it's similar to Brendan's keynote today, right? It's mm. really simple to make things difficult. It's difficult to make them simple. So it is. It's That was a focus of ours, is how do we make this simple and to click and really show the values of, for us? What is our strategy? So our ethos, our ESG ethos at the company is we fundamentally believe merchants will do well and continue to do well as a company mm. by doing good for our planet, mm -hmm. our people who mm. are employees, and our greater communities. We fundamentally believe that. And by doing so, that's our simple way of saying, this is our ethos. We believe we will do well by doing good for the world. Right. So you're also into the giving back part of Absolutely. the company. Okay. Yeah. So okay. All right. beyond saying the strategy, um, and really overseeing ESG at the company is we, we do get our hands dirty quite a bit. So I oversee the non-EV realm of the company, which is why 
I bring up Hari and the rest of the mm-hmm. EV team mm-hmm. as being great resources for that. Um, so we do we oversee the um, sustainability side of the company outside of the realm of EV, as well as handling quite a bit of the corporate philanthropy, which we're overhauling this year, um, which is largely community driven. So both giving and serving, mm-hmm. so financial donations and giving back time. Okay, and then people as well. So everything. So do you do like uh, uh, because I saw here. In the, uh, I'm joking, folks. In the rain, because <laughs> it's a little rainy here. Yeah. But uh, uh, that you have like a community garden yeah. or like a comp. So they, they they compost here, folks, and they take the compost and they put it in their garden, and they're growing tomatoes and other things there. So is that yeah. are you yeah. doing that for other um, people in your community besides yeah. here? So yeah, that's, okay. It's largely so with the garden, for instance, is largely it's entirely employee driven, entirely employee run. Most of the food goes back to the employees as well. But something just interesting with the garden that's exciting this year is we're doing a pretty substantial food drive. It's called our supercharged food drive event. It's been also called our fave food event because we're trying to fill a van full of food. Oh, Um, okay, okay. And one of the things we're trying to do is take any of the leftover food that we can and try to give it back to the pantries that we'll be delivering throughout New England in an EV vehicle. Um, but it's it's kind of interesting. So it's it's a good example that you bring up the Merchant's Garden because the primary focus for me these past 18 months is really building the culture and mindsets within the organization to sustainably, no pun intended, be sustainable mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. And if you think about our ESG ethos of doing well by doing good, there's actually another subsection of that for me is to do good, you must first be good, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. to be good, I mean, build the mindset and the culture in the organization. And right. how you do that is through these high volume, high visibility solutions that surrounds the employees with goodness. So Merchant's Garden, you bring up the composting, mm. all of our, we reduce, we removed all the single use plastics within our cafe. We provide composting options for employees to use on their own outside of home. We provide EV incentives up to $2,500 for our employees, $800 for the charging of this structure. We wow. are constantly trying to surround our employees with these opportunities to do good, to one, build that mindset, but create this culture where we can successfully scale goodness at large with our clients, which is really, we've done certainly over the past couple of years, but I feel like we're at this tipping point of mm-hmm. watch out world. We got some good <laughs> coming. Oh, right, all right. You heard it here, folks. folks. Um, um, the, the, um, how has the mindset changed going greener in the yeah. community like like you come in you're trying to create this this mantra which i know for myself i'm trying to create that that mindset globally here yeah so you're trying to do it within merchants fleet how, what did you do and how well has it been uh received in the community in your in your company it's a it's a great question there's a couple of pieces to it is Starting back with that ethos of doing well, doing good is really trying to shift this mindset of you're either seeking profit mm. 
or you're seeking sustainability in terms of making the planet a greener place, right? And oftentimes, unfortunately, there's been this adversarial conflict between the two of you either need to do it out of the goodness of your heart or you need to go seek profit. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do is really meld those two together. And we're at the point of, so taking it a step further back is some companies will have ESG or sustainability programs and then their business. They'll live harmoniously together. Like you've got ESG over there, business. Companies that are a bit more successful, which is the stage we're in right mm. now, and we're moving past soon, is complementary. Saying, hey, not only is this good for the world and making our employees happy and so on and so forth, is we're gaining new clients, we're finding efficiencies, and we're doing good. And the more the money we make, more money we can make, the more that we can do these good things. But the really exciting piece here is saying it's okay to do it from a business perspective. It's okay for you to do it to seek a profit mm. so long as that positive impact is happening on the other side of the house too. And if we allow those two to support one another and drive each other forward, the greater impact we're gonna have. And that's when I say exciting coming is we're moving to this stage of really allowing sustainability to lead business innovation within mm. our company. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm jazzed. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know that when I, see sustainability work in my community i get i'm like this is outrageous because you you would never think that people would put it together as being effective and not just um green for the altruistic mm. benefit but also helps your business yes. because people see you leading in um a sustainability space and as we move forward People are more interested in working with companies that are sustainably yeah. centric and minded. Um, I have I work with a, two companies. One is One Tree Planted and Evertreen, yeah. and I'm You're planting an a global. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm building a global forest yeah. with Evertreen, um, and I grow it every month. Yeah, I'm not looking for anything just to show that my forest is growing. Yeah. and show where I'm planting trees and yeah. that's exciting stuff yeah shout out to evertrain because yeah. this year we'll plant over eleven thousand trees with wow. evertrain and that's another example of high visibility high volume solutions that we're doing is for every employee that joins our company we plant 10 trees oh that's great and it's it's again this mindset it's doing good things but we're trying to attract like just call it out we're trying to attract top talent yes because we want people to be able to get here and be sustainability superstars and help our clients achieve greatness as well. Right. Right. And we're also happen to be doing great things for the planet. Yeah. I and mean, it's 11,000 trees folks is absolutely no joke. Um, I'm only close to 2000, but you know, I'm a smaller company, yeah. but shout out to you. 2000 trees is yeah, 2000 trees. trees. So it's, <laughs> you know, and it'll only grow every year. Yeah. Um, and then with one tree planted, I do um, another hundred trees, so I'm doing yeah. like two hundred. One with a yeah. hundred with um, with Evertree, and then I just started doing a hundred with One Tree Planted. So uh, with that on the One Tree Planted side, I do um, we're we're working to restore the monarch monarch butterflies in Mexico. Um, we're planting trees in inner cities. And we're also, uh, which was a request for me, uh, was we're starting to, again, reforest the Amazon. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. And like with and those, to say those things yes. is like it's not like I want anything for it, but yeah. it's just like this is what I'm doing to do my part. And it's wonder it's a wonderful thing too because what's so what, what I love so much, which is a lot of things about ESG, is they're so fundamentally intertwined with different social causes as well. Like you look at planting trees, it's wonderful. They're planting trees, they're sequestering carbon out of the air. Wonderful. Hard stop. But then also with these programs too, you're providing socioeconomic benefits right. for these folks in certain certain regions of the world that do not have reliable, safe work. So you're helping yeah. local communities as well. That's so, correct. Um, it's and a wonderful thing. Yeah. I love the other fact of like with Evertreen that um, some of the trees you're guaranteed you're planting fruit. Yes. yes. So yes. it's not like you're just planting a tree that's sequestering carbon, but yeah. you have something that has a, a recurring food source for the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, we do Indonesia, the mangroves, yes. and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's great to see that you're a part of that. Yeah, Evertreen contacted me, I think it was two, three years ago. And said we wanted to do. They wanted to do a forest with me. They had heard about me through Hewlett Packard because oh, yeah. Hewlett Packard's doing uh, yes. their forest with yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, and I know a lot of guys from Hewlett Packard, so they they contacted me and said, "Would you like to do oh, something?" Yeah. And I said, "Sure." And they were more than happy with my uh, recurring donation, and it's grown yeah. just exponentially. So I'm very grateful for that. So. The other side of it is governance. So yeah. tell me what on the governance side then Merchant's Fleet is doing that's on this ESG tract. Yeah, so we've got some exciting things hopefully coming down the pipeline too that I can talk more about. Okay. But in its essence, governance oftentimes isn't the sexiest of topics, but right. it's a very important one. Yes. Um, so the rules, policies, procedures, the systems that we put in place to ensure that we are effectively following through with what we say and doing it in an ethical manner, right? So, so you're inclusive. Yes. Okay. So you're inclusive. You're, uh, um, I'm trying to think what are some of the other so, governance like, factors. Governance is you can kind of think of the umbrella of holding the glue that holds all the goodness together, right? So like. With diversity, equity, and inclusion, for instance, we would typically put that under the social section. Yeah. But we have rules and policies put in place to make sure that these things that we're saying are actually coming to life. So when we say we are inclusive company, it's like, okay, what does, what that, does that mean? mean? <laughs> like, that's a buzzword. Same with, like... I hate to. I don't want to go there, folks, but you know, we 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 really know the truth. So people <laughs> people people see me as uh, sometimes yeah, I'll use a nicer word than others, but <laughs> rein us in on what we say because we need to be able to have a certain level of credibility. We need to have the utmost level of credibility. And when we say things, when I when we go out there and we say diversity, equity, inclusion is a priority for us, yeah. we damn well better have a plan in place to make sure that's, that's true. Correct. So right. for us, for instance, when we say we're an inclusive company, we have a number of programs that we put out for employees to join. So from employee resource groups, where employees from yeah. certain topics, allies, ambassadors, so on, can get together and, and move forward the, these topics that 10 years ago weren't being spoken oh, yeah. as much. Oh, yeah. Not even the, the things yeah. we're talking about today were something that we would never talk about in 2000. Yeah. And it's it's wonderful because it's giving giving voices to 
employees that other times might not have had an active voice in the company. Oh, absolutely. And what that does for us is it provides us with a great deal of stakeholder materiality of like, what is important to our employees? Because you know what? Beyond that stuff, again, the feel good stuff, it helps us to really determine a a meaningful strategy moving forward and pulling them into that as well. So, yeah. So do you think that that the governance... um, First, you have your mission statement, of course, which is probably part of your your yeah. code of, of, of yeah. ethics and code of conduct and everything like that. So um, tell me about the – let's start with the diversity side. Yeah. When you came in, what was uh, done to recruit uh, a diverse array of people? Yeah, so – that's baked into our recruiting framework, and so we have system. We're a recruiting system. <laughs> yeah, through our mind you, folks, I, you have to understand the CEO uh, in his conversation today said, uh, "Without systems, you have nothing." So, if you hear the word systems, it's because it's the uh, the word of the day. So, yes. go ahead. If this system, when I say system, is actually a software system that we use to help us build diversity within our within our recruiting. So right now we're roughly, I say don't quote me on this, I'm on the podcast, I can get you the actual numbers, but we're roughly 50-50% okay. male-female within the company right now is one example in a fleet industry that is heavily male-dominated. That doesn't happen, folks. This <laughs> yeah. is fleets. If you looked at the demographics of everybody here, it's mostly men. Yeah. There's some women, strong women here, uh, they're doing great, kicking butt, but uh I am in their cube farm, folks, and I'm seeing a lot of women around here besides men, and that's a that's a big thing. So, and we honestly are better for it, and beyond the gender divide as well. It's like just diversity is beyond being, frankly, call it out, just a more enjoyable place to work. Is there's greater diversity of thought to help us grow, right? Yeah. To innovate, another example of that. Right. But diversity lives even well beyond our direct hiring, too. So one of our big focuses is diversifying our supply chain. When I say diversifying supply chain, I don't mean just, oh, find multiple OEMs with a similar product. It's finding finding suppliers with a diverse, um, identifying as being diverse, so BIPOC, for instance, or veteran-owned, or um, so on and so forth. And so what we did is... So the vendors that you're identifying for your company, yeah. not just product vendors that you're offering to your clients, but internally, yeah. all of the products that you're buying, you're looking further to determine if they're owned by um, a BIPOC community or uh, women-owned or diversity or any of that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and, and one of the things, too, we do on the smaller scale, too, where we have even more direct control is look at where you're located as well. So for instance, from a sustainability standpoint, if we can get something down the street opposed to shipped from California, we're going down the street. So we look at locality and small businesses as well. So for us, one of the big things we did is it's now a requirement for all suppliers, all vendors within our corporation. We developed, (laughs) going to say it again, a system. We developed a system to survey and understand every single supplier and vendor we use you are going to be surveyed so we can understand 
is there a certain level of diversity baked in that would help okay. us and help them? And what's really exciting is it is, like a, is it like a company profile from your vendors, like a vendor yep. profile kind of thing? We'll yeah. send out a survey yeah. and say yeah. X Y Z. Where are you located? Do you identify as being X Y Z? Are you is the ownership fifty one percent or more in this certain direction? Yeah. And what's exciting about that is again from to give you another example of governance is we put out a sustainable a supply, corporate supplier and diversity sustainability policy. Again, not something that's going to get headlines or be sexy, but I needed to make, again, damn sure that if we're going to say these things, it's not a philosophy, it is a strategy. And if it's a strategy, we need to be putting things into place to ensure that our employees are encouraged to work with these vendors and suppliers. So, again, yeah, like the cough, like just a little tidbit for everybody here. Um, the person that I'm working with uh, for Merchants Fleet. Uh, noted to me that even the coffee that I'm drinking was a local vendor. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like they just shipped in a Starbucks. No. Uh, they actually hired a local vendor who gets, you know, who who they insisted on that. So uh, they're really trying to find companies that are in the community to service uh merchants needs. So I find that uh, commendable. So even like your uh, paper vendors and all that kind yes. of stuff, yeah, yeah. everybody. So yeah. We, we break it out into two key areas, our critical suppliers, which is our top 80% spend, which as you can imagine, is a lot of OEMs yeah. out there. Yeah. But then we also have our corporate support vendors, which are highly controllable, like our caters, everything you see at the uh -huh. event today, uh -huh. corporate support vendor. And what we did there is we said, okay, Let's go through this list and see who, who we've used in the past. Right. And let's say, okay, what are our priorities? Priorities are, one, identifying. One, of course, have to be competitive, have to provide the service. Yeah. Two, diversely owned. Three, locally owned. Or four, small business. So what we did is we mm -hmm. went through, found all those options and said, okay, who are our preferred vendors? Who are the vendors that we have to tell our employees that we, again, governance policy made and said you have to use these vendors mm -hmm. unless there is a absolutely incredible reason not to. Mm -hmm. So now what's super exciting to me is beyond putting, we put this policy into place, we put this system out there, we made it simple for our employees to see them, is now 78% of our corporate support vendors are diversely owned. Oh man, he beat me to the punch. I was just gonna ask that. 78% folks. Yeah, 78%. And that has a meaningful, talk about community. That's, that's, that's meaningful to our community. That's big. And it's also meaningful from a planet standpoint. Like if we can get this from the guy down the road, let's get it from the guy down the road. Our, yeah. our table, our, our sustainable cafe, our tableware for instance, all compostable now, removed all single use plastics. Mm-hmm is from a company down the road. Down the road, yeah. yeah. A local small business and or was it a little bit more expensive? Yes, it was. But that was a price we were willing to pay to make sure this happened, so. Very impressive, yeah. very impressive. So we've covered ESG. Um, where do you, I guess, if I know you said you have some announcements coming out, so I won't, <laughs> I won't, I won't breach, <laughs> breach the wall too hard here, <laughs> yeah. but I'll ask, where do you foresee the future of merchants going over the next, I don't know, five, ten years? Where do you see where where are y'all heading? Watch out, world. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I really think something you'll see, uh, folks will see with our company is 
we're very much focused within the EV realm right now. That is only going to continue to grow as we try to give. Grow. And from what I've seen here, folks, they're not just <laughs> they're not just in the EV world. This is like they are more than fifteen steps ahead of even some of the clients that I work with. Yeah, and it uh, is beyond impressive to see a forward-thinking company. And I don't say this often, so you know I'm I'm not talking smack here, folks. Um, this is this is a company to watch. So my buddies down in the city, you might want to take a look for Merchants Fleet. <laughs> All you guys on LinkedIn that follow me. And don't give me a subscription yet. I'm watching you. <laughs> I'm going to have to start charging you soon for stuff like this. But Merchant's Fleet is no joke. I'm, I'm telling you guys, uh, watch out. So I guess we'll leave it at this as we've now uh, gone through this amazing podcast. Um, and again, the videos will show clearly all the vehicles that you have, the ESG that's going on here, not just inside the business, but they're helping small businesses, local businesses. And that's what ESG is about, folks. I know a lot of people are scared thinking ESG is something that it isn't. So we've tried in this uh, small podcast here to really compress, but also let you guys know what ESG stands for. Because a lot of people just go like what we were joking about in here, what Ted and I were joking, like, what the heck is that? I don't know. But literally, it's it's about inclusivity. It's about sustainability. It's about giving back. And it's about creating a policy and a mindset and a system. We'll use that word again. <laughs> whereby everything they're doing, it goes back to uh, environmentalism, sustainability, inclusivity, uh, diversity, and making sure that the company is here, not just today, uh, not just for the quarter, but here for, uh, you know, another 20 plus years. Uh, somebody was saying this is like the 20th anniversary of this show or something like that. So here's to another 20 plus years yeah. to Merchant's Fleet. Um, do you have anything else that you wanted to add that you thought that people should know about Merchant's Fleet before we uh Wrap this up. Just watch out, world. Here we come. Because there's going to be some radical things coming down the pipeline that I think will excite the folks. Mm. Excite a broad range of folks, but also do a tremendous good for both the world and people alike. So. Well, you know, it, it it's really exciting when I get to see a company that's growing. I always love doing this. I love working with companies that are growing and, and are about to like take off. Um, and I've, I've so far have been around about eight or nine of those companies right before they bottle rocket right out the door. <laughs> and uh, it looks like we're about to get that here too. Um, but seriously, folks, uh, when you see the stories, please go onto my website greenlivingguy.com or my social media, you're going to see how impressive the work they have here. What I mean by that is all the vehicles they have, all the people that they have, um, and how ESG is not just a, a three-letter word or a three-letter three phrase, but it's a reality. And it's the way to do business going forward to make 
yourself not just sustainable as like ESG, but uh, like how corporations like to do it, long-term sustainability of your corporation. Absolutely. So thank you, Ted, for your time. Thank you. Green Living Guys, one small step at a time. Today is to all you guys out there who's looking for some little extra thing, Zoom Invest or whatever you got to do. Merchants Fleet, Merchants Fleet, Merchants Fleet. Thank you. Peace out. You've been listening to The Green Living Guy Show with your host, Seth Lightman. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.